Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host today, Amy Hills, and my day job is as the Director of Strategy, Government and Industry with Tourism Tasmania. Talking Tourism is the podcast series especially for tourism operators and tourism professionals. It's an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council, the peak industry body for tourism in Tasmania. And today's episode is supported by the Tasmanian Government. It's part of a series of podcasts being released every fortnight throughout the COVID-19 pandemic to keep Tasmanian tourism operators up to date with the latest news and information as it relates to our industry and the support and assistance being made available by the state and federal government and industry authorities. In this episode, I'm speaking with Sam Denmead, who will be well known to many of you. She runs Green Hat Tourism and has worked as an operator, marketer and now owns her own consultancy business. But today she's here to speak with us about marketing that you could be doing now for your own business, which importantly is free and easy. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Amy. How are you going? Really well. Uh, nice to have you and to have you in, in front of the, the podcast, so to speak. <laughs> yes, well, you're a... doing a wonderful job hosting. Don't worry. I'm, I'm happy to be on either side. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, it's lovely to speak with you. Today, we wanted to chat, and I know you were really passionate about talking about your top tips and advice and, and maybe top 10, or I know you've got a bonus in there, about <laughs> free things that operators could be doing in terms of marketing their business during this time, of which, of course, is a constrained fiscal environment for for operators. Why is it important um, and why are you passionate about sort of highlighting easy and free things that people could be doing now that maybe they don't sure. already know about, I guess? Well, that's the thing. I, I'm The thing is, I know that they know about these things. But what I'm seeing in my role consulting people with people is they, there's a few people who are a bit deer in the headlights situation. Mm. They're, they're just a bit struck by how crazy random this time is and they just seem to be unable to get moving. So I thought this could be an opportunity just to spell out a few you know, key things that people could be doing and just remind them, oh my gosh, I didn't ever think to do that. Of course mm. I should be doing that. And I know a lot of people are going to know and have done most of these things, I hope, but even if just one of them twigs for them to go and do it, that'll make a big difference. Yeah. And I think it always helps to have it sort of in one compact piece of information, as well as you say, it's been a very busy time when there's lots of sources of information coming um, at people. So hopefully today we can synthesise that down into Sam's top 10, (laughs) top 11. Well, exactly. And and these are designed, uh, remember that the majority of businesses in Tassie are small. Mm. So we're talking to the owner operator here, the people who can actually make these things happen without having to pay someone else to do things for them and don't, you know, don't have to pay to, mm. to do advertising as such. So yeah, these are things you. that you can go yep. away and do straight away. Yeah, good point. So, okay, well, let's get into it because I know you've broken um, it up into five elements that you feel are essential and then yep. um, another uh, tranche that um, are, are good to do if, if people can. So where are you starting? Okay, so everybody grab your pen and paper. Mm-hmm. First one to write down is update your website. I know that sounds obvious, but there's a bunch of things you can be doing here. And sadly, I know a lot of people don't actually have the ability to update their own website. 
So my first tip is to go and get the details of your website from your original website developer, mm. just so you've got them. If you're still working with your website developer, then maybe have a conversation with that person. But what you need to do is make sure you've got everything up to date. I see loads of websites that clearly haven't been updated for ages. And as a consumer, I have no idea whether you're operating or not. Mm. So if I don't see any acknowledgement of the COVID-19 health at work safe health and safety requirements on your homepage that outlines what you've been doing, uh, when you're open, what your current products are, I will think you are closed because I can't tell. Mm, so it's a big one, isn't it? that. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing how many people don't or either don't have the ability to update or just don't even think to. And that ability to update is really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I know having worked with website developers um, myself, it is sometimes difficult to get access to do that. But exactly. it's, it's yeah. at the, this point in time, it's just a basic requirement, isn't it? Yes. And if, you've, if you are able to get a little training session off your website developer so that you can make some of those small updates yourself, then you'll feel that power and that, and that control back a bit so you mm. can make incremental updates without having to constantly feel like you're asking and then having to pay for those updates as well. Yeah, because so be yeah, it's not big changes to architecture or anything like that, is That's it? That's right. Yeah. So yep. your your advice is, um, and, and I agree having done a bit of Googling myself, looking for places to, to go. So the COVID safe, um, what businesses are doing to meet that requirement. Opening yep. hours, yep. you also check mentioned. Check all your links are working. Make sure your pages, there's no broken links within your site. Mm-hmm. Um, check your page load speed as well. Um, maybe try it on different devices just to make sure that if you've got any pages that are taking too long to to load, you will lose customers. Mm. And also Google holds that against you as well when it's doing its searches so you need to be loading fast. And wow. if you've got any images or anything that's in the code that's holding that page load speed down, you need to get that fixed as best you can as well. It's really true, isn't it? Everyone wants things quickly. And if it's taking too long, <laughs> you just switch and Google someone else, right? So, totally. Yep. You, you've, you've got a few seconds to lo- and you've lost somebody. They'll just bounce straight out. Yeah. That's a, that's a, really, that's a really great essential number one. Yep. Number two. So number two uh, is your ATDW listing. Now, the majority of listeners will know what ATDW stands for. If you don't, it is the Australian Tourism Data Warehouse. And this is probably one of the most essential things for every operator to constantly be updating their listing. So most people think that they, they create their online listing give the information and walk away and it's done. Mm. But what you really need to understand is that you have the ability to go in and make changes anytime you like. This is your login details. It's your words that need to be correct in that listing and you need to have the most up-to-date images. So you need to be going in there just to check everything's consistent. So if you make changes on your website, make sure you change your ATDW listing as well. They have to be consistent. And remember, ATDW, uh, they've got over 200 distributors distributing data around various websites you have no idea you're on and there's you know there's 90,000 listings across 11 categories so if you can't find a category for yourself and remember events is in there as well so if you run an event make sure your listing is up to date so it gets they are. Know, not that many events going at the moment, yeah. but there will be. They're starting. A few small ones within the, the restrictions are certainly starting. And uh, I was I was going to ask you that and, and you just sort of answered it. But, you know, what is the benefit for operators on being on ATDW? Because I think sometimes um, it's not widely understood, but it really is huge and, it, and it's free, isn't it? It's free. Every state has uh, signed up to this Australian Tourism Data Warehouse. It's a free listing, so you don't pay a cent. The people that pay are the distributors. Mm. So you don't pay anything to be on there because you're providing the product. Um, and, and you get your listing, in your words, 
provided on websites that want your data. So, of course, Discover Tasmania, which is the biggest one for Tasmania, lists every single listed business on that from that warehouse. So if you're not on there, you're not getting distributed across the largest platform that you could possibly be on. And then you've got your regional tourism bodies who yep. also have their own websites and a bunch of others who you could be listed on for free. Yeah, 100%. Crazy not to. Yeah, and you can, look, you can Google search um, ATDW and that will come up. Um, but uh, you're also able to um, speak with um, Jen Haywood, actually, at Tourism Tasmania, who can help you through that process if you're... Um, if if you're looking to sign up exactly. as well. And I know most people will be listed, but please do go back and have a look and just check that it reflects what your business is like right now. Check that the images, you're allowed to have up to 10. Just check that they're all landscape, that they're at the highest res you're allowed to have them at and that they do represent your business properly and just make, make incremental changes if need to. Mm. Yeah, really good point. Number three. So number three is Google My Business. Um, now, actually, to be honest, a lot of people don't know about this, which is surprising. So Google, you know, provides 90% of the search functions that happen across the globe, which is massive. And if you're not listed properly on Google, how is ever anyone going to find you properly? So you need to go on and claim and verify your listing on Google My Business. So literally Google those words. Google I just My found Business. Out, yeah, I just found out about this one myself, but it makes a yeah. lot of sense once you know about it. Yeah. Google is huge and it's getting bigger and bigger. They have so many products that you've got no idea about. I spent, you know, I regularly get on there and find new things are happening. Um, so you have the ability at simplest form to update your profile. So if anyone's searching, particularly for local search, particularly right now where people are stuck in Tasmania and they're traveling around. So local search is essential, mm. which means you need to make sure your Physical geographical location is 100% correct. You also need to make sure your opening hours are correct. Uh, you need to be able to go in and claim your profile and respond to any reviews that people have written. Check if you've got any images you want to upload. Uh, just check the details are correct to make sure that you're getting most benefit out of the Google searches that are happening. I've relied so much on Google search and operating hours yep, in the last exactly. couple of weeks. And yeah, when you do come across one that's like, it doesn't, it's like, it's, it's hard to tell. Um, yep. It is an immediate sort of bit too hard basket, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah. And that's what happens. If it's, if what you've got on your opening hours in Google is wrong and it's inconsistent with your website, it's another, it's in the too hard basket. I can't work out whether you're open or not. It's too hard. I will go to the next one down. Mm. So you've, it's so simple to fix and everyone has the ability to do that themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So get on and do that. So those first and, three, they're all quite you know, pretty much related, but it all relates to your digital, your searchability and your digital ecosystem and just making it easy for consumers. And that's a lovely segue into number four, which yep. is more digital stuff because that's your social media. Ah, yes. <laughs> they do. You're absolutely right. They all work together hand in hand and they all must be consistent. And you've got to make sure that you are in control of what's being said on each of these various ways people can find you. And social media is another way that people can find you. Everyone's got a, a social media presence, whether it's a Facebook page or Instagram page. But my main point here is don't go quiet. I cannot tell you the amount of businesses that I've noticed who haven't posted since March or mm. even February because they thought they forgot about it. March hit and then they just, the deer in the headlights situation again, they just went, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, And they haven't posted. So are you closed? Are you open? I don't know what you're doing. I'm very confused. Next. So if you are open and you haven't updated your social media, you're not engaging with anybody. So therefore, 
you'll be lucky to get any customers at all. Mm. So it's quite frustrating as a, as, a, as a consumer to go around and see social media pages that haven't been updated so you don't know whether they are open or not. I agree. So if you it are is open, quite frustrating. It. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it on, on these podcasts before that some people may have felt, because it was such a sensitive time, that it was hard for them to under, to know what the messaging... What to say. Yeah. You, so what's exactly your advice right. on that? Yes, that's my next point. We've yeah. done well to work that out because... Mm. You've got to say something. People want to feel there's a, a person behind the business. So I would encourage people to be raw, be open, be authentic. Um, tell your personal story. Has it hit you hard? Well, we want to. We, we would like to know that. If if you're open for business and you're feeling the pain, why not share that? We would all love to come in and help you. Uh, people yes. feel compassion and they actually do want to support businesses that are still working very hard, understand your situation. And we want to we want to support businesses that are that are really pushing through this and doing everything you can to to try to stay afloat because mm. it's tricky times. It so really don't be is. scared to you know let your guard down a little bit. It would be wrong to come across as it all being rosy anyway. It would mm. be weird. So, so so don't be scared to do that. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah, yeah. Hey? We're and looking yourself, for that. Being yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we want to hear your story. We want to we maybe shout out to some of the staff who've been putting in some hard work, or maybe you've had to stand down a few staff. Maybe you just I don't know just. Tell, it, tell a story that, you know, relates to people, engage with people and not be salesy. This is not the time to be salesy. This is the time to engage and be open and just tell people what you're doing. Mm. People want to know those sort and of things. And so if you are open and you don't want to be too salesy, for example, what are yep. some of the things you can do to show, um, especially Tasmanians at the moment, what you've got on offer or something different or interesting that might want to make a Tasmanian resident want to come and visit you if they haven't done already? Well, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can go about it. One is to to be practical and show some of the the things that you've done to make your business work safe, you know, health and safety type elements. So you might take some photos of of some of your cleaning procedures that mm -hmm. you've you've changed. You might want to do a short video showing, you know, this is our our shop front. This is how we're managing social distancing. You know, some practicalities along those lines. You might have changed your product slightly to meet a local market rather than an international or inter interstate market. And you might want to showcase some of the things that would attract a Tasmanian visitor. Maybe you might want to remind people of some of the products that you've got that you haven't talked about for a while. And maybe you're an attraction that people, you know, haven't visited for 10 years. Maybe you need to tell the story of why they should, what you've done differently over that last 10, 15 years mm. and remind them they should come back. So telling telling stories that you know some, maybe some of the history maybe you maybe you've got an interesting building and you want to share some of the history of of that building and what you've done to it over the past mm. just a whole bunch of different different ways of creating content. So we've got update website, ATDW listing, Google My Business, social. The next one is online too. So <laughs> Because the world is um, online. <laughs> well, at the moment it is, and people are searching online. So the fifth one is respond to reviews. It's important that you are remaining active, and I, this is not necessarily a COVID thing either. I personally think you should be doing this every day, anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you have a few moments and you realise that you've been a little bit remiss and you've been getting reviews and haven't said anything in return, maybe now is the time to just spend a couple of hours going through, get onto Review Pro, which everyone who's an accredited business has access to. Um, if you don't have Review Pro because you're listening to this and you're not accredited, you'll have to go to all of the various review sites, which could include if you're an accommodation, booking.com or TripAdvisor or Google or Facebook or any other one that you're you're on and have a look and see who's writing things about you and who's reviewing you. 
And if you've got any that haven't had any responses to them, get on and and make some responses. There's a whole masterclass I've done on this, which I think comes out next week, which you can uh, we can go into a lot more detail about how to respond to the various types of reviews. But my point is get on, make contact, thank people for taking the time to review you and, and, in, and correct any inaccuracies that might have been brought up in that review as well. Okay. In a polite way, of course. Yeah. So it sounds like um, there's some more information coming out on that through a TICT yep. masterclass that everyone will hear about uh, next week, which would be <laughs> great if you want Finally. some yeah, further tips <laughs> on that. So they're yep. your five essentials and um, yes. they're all free um, and relatively easy to do. So if we go on to, and, and maybe I'll, I'll let you reel through these a little bit more, but the, yep. the next five that um, you believe uh, would be also uh, very beneficial yep. for people to do. Well, I'm going to start with um, looking at your email list. So have you been in touch with your past guests? Repeat visitors are always good. But even your email list that includes people from overseas or interstate still want to hear from you. So it wouldn't hurt to to send a, a newsletter or an update out to your email guests if you have the ability to segment your database and break up who you know the past guests who live in Tasmania. Maybe you could send them an email encouraging them to come visit because you're open and, and you're doing these things. So look at the strength of that email list, the strength of your existing customer database and talk to them, let them know what's going on Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully you can encourage some repeat business that way. Um, The next one, number seven, um, is create an offer or a package. Now, remembering that your target market may have changed slightly during these times, uh, we're all uh, looking for the target market of Tasmanians, but breaking that down into who are the Tasmanian visitors I want? Are they the adventurers? Are they are they seeking a romantic getaway or yeah. indulgence? Or what are they what are they doing? And are you meeting the needs of that market at the moment? Can you create an offer that uh, meets their needs? Uh, we possibly aren't going to see all that many three night stays because Tasmania is you know, it's a few hours drive. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to go away for three days. So maybe the offer is a one night stay plus a free bottle of wine or, you know, a package that you can put together that would attract a Tasmanian visitor. Yep. So some of the some of the offers I'm seeing are, you know, buy two, stay three type things, which may not go so well in Tasmania because Tasmanians probably try, you know, want to move around a bit more or don't have that much time. Mm. So think of something a bit shorter. Okay. And if you are putting an offer or a package together, just make sure you're tracking everything and making sure you're noticing what works in, in when you go about and do that. Good advice. Uh, the eight. next one, though, yeah, yeah. is um, look at your product offering. Making that, So that's a follow-on from the number seven. So yep. what are you offering at the moment? Um, is it meeting the needs of what the current market? Do you need to alter some of the products that you're selling? So, for instance, you might be a tour company. People aren't going to be buying seven- and ten-day tours at the moment. Um, are you... You know, is it possible that you could put on a one-day, half-day, two-day tour that meets the Tasmanian market? Um Maybe you could remove or hide some of those other tours just for a little while so that you're not confusing the market when they do go to your website. Um, and just check the product offering is meeting the needs of, of those people. Mm-hmm. You might also want to value add to some of those products as well. So rather than discount, maybe keep the price as is and add something of more of value. Maybe it is yeah. a bottle of wine. Maybe it's a tasting of something. Maybe it's a behind-the-scenes tour, a meeting with the chef or something that you can value add it doesn't cost you much, but it's of incredible value to the customer. Yeah, people love that sort of thing. I love it when I when I head somewhere and and you're sort of staying there, and it's like, well, what else can I do here? 
Yeah, to, to learn it's a little bit, bit out bit of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So think about that. Think about what you do offer and, and, and you know, maybe ask some people what is it that you would like to see me yeah, offer. Yeah, do some focus group testing. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ask your staff, ask your friends, ask your customers. Um, so the next one is uh, write some suggested itineraries. Now, that is designed to help people decide to visit you. So if they if you're an accommodation and they people say for instance you want people from Hobart to go up to Stanley. Well, we've all heard of Stanley, but we may not know what there is to do in the area. So if you run an accommodation place, have a look around, see what people can do while they're there and maybe write some suggested itineraries to encourage people to stay for two nights, give them reasons to stay for the for the two nights. It's a long drive, explain to them what they can do on the drive there, what they can do for the full next day they're there, mm-hmm. uh, that night and then the next day. So suggested itineraries just help people understand what they can do in your area to convince them to stay longer. Yep. Give them give Makes them reasons to how, how they can fill their time because we don't all know exactly what there is to do in each each area as well as you do. You forget you tend to forget that when you work in tourism. Yes. What didn't you realize that there was that waterfall down there yes. and that what vineyard down the road? And especially but, Tasmanians, I think. Um, yeah, we're we a bit tend slack, to over, we? Yeah, we can be a bit slack about what's in our <laughs> own backyard. So I think we do need a reminder. Yes. So yeah. take it take it on yourself to to put some suggested itineraries together and uh, have them available on a, on your website. Maybe you could have them as a PDF. You could attach it to an accommodation booking, and say thanks for booking. Here's some suggested itineraries for the you know things you can do while you're in the area. That's a really nice value add and a really good um, customer service element to add to what you're already doing. And that brings uh, us to number 10. The last one is <laughs> pound the pavement. Yes. Now, this one, uh, I know everyone's busy. I know you're all working very hard in your business as well as on your business. But when you do have moments to get out and visit other places, to, you, know, you can turn it into a productive thing for you to do as well. So you're not just having a little break for yourself, but you could also be introducing yourself to other tourism businesses in the area, explaining what you do, what your business is, learning a bit about their business to encourage that really strong, underrated referral business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're not, not selling to them. You're not going there to do a big sales pitch, but just engaging with them to make that 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 business-to-business relationship better. If you don't know each other around the, around your area, now's the time to get together. And now's also the time to make sure that all the ho- local hotels around uh, you know that you exist because they have a lot of more visitors. Uh, and the visitor centres, if they are open, of course, if the visitor centre is open, make sure that they're aware that you're open and what your hours are and what your products are at the moment so that they can recommend you as well. Beautiful. So that's I think my you top had, 10. I think you had a bonus though. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11 is sell stuff. <laughs> it is literally looking at the existing customers you've got and trying to find ways to increase your average customer spend. So if you're an attraction and your average customer spend is $25 per person, how can you find ways to bump that to $27, yep. to $29? Restaurants are all trying to do the same thing. Mm. What can you what can you uh, put in front of them that will make them want to spend more? Have a look at your reception area or your gift shop. Uh, it, do you have merchandise available? Is it easy to find or is it hidden away somewhere on a, a list that makes it difficult for people to want to buy it? If you've got stuff available, Make it make it easy for people to buy. Is it visible? So, and if you've got an online store, make sure it's it's capable of being able to 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 buy a night's accommodation plus this. Maybe it's a tour, or maybe it's some other thing that you can sell. And of course, make sure your staff are capable of upselling as well when they need to. Yeah, 
would you like fries with that? <laughs> Not quite, but. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's the a typical example, isn't it? But I, it's probably something that people don't always um, think of, and I think yeah, um, exactly. It, it it is. It's it's um it's it's what the parents as they're walking through and the the kids want something. It's like oh yes, I'll grab that as well. So well, a good example is um, a hotel with a restaurant. Mm. You possibly might assume that the people who are staying with you might dine in, but if you don't be proactive and say, will you be dining with us tonight? Would you like me to make a booking in the restaurant for you? And going that extra step, you may lose them to another restaurant down the street. So just be a bit more proactive in trying to increase that uh, that dollar spend. Mm, great example. Well, we have come to the end of our time, but um, <laughs> we have now got 11 um, top <laughs> tips from Sam. Um, update your website, the ATW listing, Google My Business, importance of social, respond to reviews, of which there's a masterclass coming on that one, so keep an eye out. Keep in touch and um, always reviewing your email list. Create yep. offers or packages. Look at your offering and really um, strategize around what you're offering. Write some suggested itineraries, pound the pavement, and of course, sell. <laughs> And look at ways That's to sell. That's my top 11. Yeah. That's right. No, really I've got plenty, plenty more where they came from. <laughs> and if any of them um, worry you or bother you, please feel free to get in touch with me. I'm a consultant, so I can get in touch, talk to you back and help you go through these if needed. Thanks so much. I think that it, it's so very important to look at what's easy, accessible and free at the moment when um, so many businesses are struggling. So we do appreciate your time and look forward to hearing you back on the podcast very my soon. My pleasure. Thank you, Amy. Loved it. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.